Agents Podcast. Welcome to the Lab Code Agents Podcast. This episode is brought to you by the Lab Code Agents Marketing Center. The LCA Marketing Center is designed specifically for the real estate world. It's a design center for marketing that has templates created so you can just plug and play. From flyers, postcards, buyer presentations to open house signs and Instagram posts. Check it out for free for seven days at lcamarketingcenter.com. Okay, welcome back, Lab Coat Agents, to another episode of the Lab Coat Agents podcast. And I'm not going to lie to you, I am uh, more excited than other times because of the topic we're going to discuss today because it's, well, what I feel like right in my wheelhouse and I enjoy this topic, I'm passionate about the topic, passionate about everything we're going to talk about today. So I'm really looking forward to grilling this guest and today I am bringing on the show, her name is Michelle Berman with Berman Media PD, she's going to tell us why that is. Uh, But we're going to be talking and going deep on Instagram, right? And we're going to be talking about how you can grow your Instagram presence and how she teaches her, her clients and her students how to take their game to another level, how to attract more leads, how to uh, have more effective uh, communication with your audience and all that sort of thing. And we are going to grill her and find out why she's different because Listen here, folks, if you're on it, first of all, if you're not on Instagram or you're not taking Instagram serious, that is that is a flashing red light to take this podcast very serious because it is absolutely unequivocally the future of social media beyond Facebook. Right. And and I've got other opinions on that, but let's we're going to stick with that one for now. Um, And number two, uh, if you are on Instagram, but you're not having a whole lot of success because the algorithm has since changed to where it's really hard to grow your audience, there's another really good reason for you to be paying attention today. So without further ado, I'm going to shut up and welcome to the show, Michelle Berman. Welcome. Thank you so much, Jeff. That was awesome. I'm excited. This is going to be fun. Likewise, likewise. So let's start with who the heck you are, because let's assume our audience does not know you. So Berman Media PD. So take us back uh, and let us know kind of how you got, how you came up in business, uh, what led to where you are today, and then explain to us what the heck the name is. Everyone always is like, why is there a PD at the end of Berman Media? It doesn't make sense. So I'll tell you, yeah, maybe I'll go with that one. Um, but no, I'll explain, explain that. So for those of you guys who aren't familiar, you know, I grew up in Southern California. I lived there for most of my uh, young until I turned 18 life, um, went to college at Rutgers and I graduated with a degree in journalism and media studies and psychology. And I had this mindset in my head of, I'm going to write a book someday. So if I'm going to do that, I have to understand how to write first off. And then secondly, I have to understand how people operate and what goes on between their ears in order for me to really effectively connect with people in print. Um, and at the time, you know, everything was write a tangible book, not so much digital like we live in right now. So I graduated from Rutgers in 2012. I then turned down going to law school to the demise of my father and ended up going and getting my master's degree in social media public relations which at the time was unheard of. And that's why I liked the degree. It was very based on customer relations in the social media space, right? So if someone's using Facebook, someone's using at the time, um, Twitter was really, really big. And using those platforms, how do we navigate communication on those platforms from a business perspective? 
So it was a really awesome degree. And I actually quit right before I finished my thesis. So technically I don't have the piece of paper to, to say, um, but there's a reason for that. And the reason is that I started Burma Media. So when I was about to finish I was working for a small public relations firm at the time, and the firm itself was charging people an astronomical amount of money to do social media. And my problem was that every single piece of content we put out, regardless of the industry of the individual, looked exactly the same as everybody else. So there was no creative freedom. There was no brand awareness that would make one brand stand out compared to the next. It was the exact same, and they were paying way too much money for basically no results in my opinion. And, you know, I was young at the time and my boss had graduated from Harvard. So she was, uh, shall we, shall we say pretty smart. And I just didn't agree with a lot of the inner workings or the framework of how they were doing things. So I quit and ended up incorporating myself in November of 2014. And how the PD happened was I went to the, you know, the local city branch where you would like sign your paperwork to create your business name. I don't remember where specifically I went, but I tried to use Burma Media and they typed it in the computer and they said, I'm sorry, we can't do, we can't use Burma Media. And I'm thinking, well, Burma's my last name. This is a media company. Why can I not do that? So I looked it up on my phone and I found out that it was a big media firm in New York City. And so I was like, well, I have no other options. So I'm going to add PD, which is Palm Desert is what that stands for or the abbreviation just because that's where I started and got, or my career really took off. Awesome. Where is that? Where is Palm Desert? Right next to Palm Springs, Southern California. So this is completely off topic, but I'm always curious on people's personal side. Um, Southern California to Rutgers, which is Northeast. What, what brought you up there? So I actually got a scholarship to swim. So I was an athlete pretty much from the day that I could walk. So I swam all the way through um, high, middle school, high school, et cetera. I actually started competing around five um, and then got recruited by several different universities across the country. And I'm a very independent person. And I kind of believe that if I'm going to, you know, become Michelle Berman, I'm going to have to do this without mom and dad two seconds away. So, um, and I really liked, to be honest with you, when I got off the plane on my recruiting trip, I got off and everything was green and orange and red and like just really beautiful fall colors. And, and growing up in Southern California, where I was, we just didn't have that. Very cool. Very cool. I, I, I'm much more partial to the West Coast, to the East. That's part of the reason why I was asking. So um, that's a good story. But you ended up back where you started. Correct. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. So you, okay, so first of all, I, uh, I'm going to date myself by saying I don't think that degree was even an option for me. I graduated in 99 from college. And so I'm curious, what does a degree in social media actually look like? Which, mind you, you said 12. So, you know, Facebook was a thing. MySpace was already not a thing anymore. You said Twitter was a thing. What else was a thing? And what do you actually learn when it comes to social media? Because I feel like it's like a the best social media executors, if you will. The people that have the most success on social media are like, it's almost like what you learn in the streets, Right. You learn it by doing it. You're not learning it from a textbook. Uh, so, so describe to me, just because I'm curious, what does that look yeah. like? So this is a really uh, sensitive subject in a good way, in my opinion. It's something we, we all just celebrated 9-11, um, and I believe it was like, what year? We had 2020, so it was the 19th anniversary. 
Um, but I graduated from college in 2012, but my senior year, when I was going through my internship program, if you will, um, I got voted into a program that was celebrating the 10 year anniversary of 9-11. And I went to college in Jersey. So I was very, very close to Hoboken, um, downtown New York city, obviously where the towers were. Um, and then Philly, which was a big problem spot during the whole 9-11 situation as well. Um, and in order to get accepted into this program at the time, you had to submit a, a letter and it had to be like a real long detailed, like, where were you? Why would you, why do you want to be in this? And, and I was the only person out of 16 journalism undergrad students that got accepted into it. And I was the only one that was from LA. And part of it was my dad is a bankruptcy lawyer. He's been a, a bankruptcy lawyer since I think before I was even born. Um, he started off in banking and then became a lawyer afterwards. But Did you, wait, um, say that again. Your dad was a what? He was in banking and he's a, currently a bankruptcy lawyer. So he specializes in liquidation. Yeah. Um, and so when I was writing my letter, I wrote it from a perspective of, you know, my dad is somebody who was in New York all the time. Their headquarters for the company that he works for is also in Chicago. So he was traveling between the two a lot. And I remember exactly where I was sitting. I remember exactly what class I was in. I remember having to be raced home and like the entire school was sent home because we were in LA and everybody thought there was going to be a plane coming to LA. Um, and I remember my mom not being able to get a hold of my dad at first when he was trying to get out of LA and, and just all kinds of emotional experiences that were part of it. So when that happened and I got accepted into it, it became a whirlwind of the class itself, actually, the homework assignment or the project, if you will, was we had to reach out to a family member of someone who lost somebody in 9-11. Couldn't be a relative, or excuse me, it couldn't be anything other than a blood relative. We had no help, zero. We had nothing other than the internet to find these individuals. We had to rent all of our own equipment to go interview them, record them, edit all of it, write our newspaper article. And in order to pass the class, we had to get published in a newspaper. So if we didn't get published in a newspaper, then we technically failed the class. So the gentleman that I ended up tracking down was a 24 year old at the time. His, he was 14 when his dad passed away, but he was one of the VPs of Cantor Fitzgerald, which actually lost the most amount of corporate employees in the Twin Towers. And it was, I have the goosebumps even talking about it, but it was the first real glimpse into broadcast journalism and social media of, of how the power of connecting. I ended up finding him on Facebook at the time. That's how I came across him out of a 9-11 support group. And he was the son who had actually never done an interview in real life ever, even since the day his dad had passed away. His mom never went to the readings that happened every year, like none of that. So for this guy to enter or to accept an interview for me, I was like, why would he pick this young you know, 21 year old girl from Rutgers. And he said that he just liked my authentic approach of like, Hey, I don't have any idea what you're going through, but I would love the opportunity to feel connected to you and, and understand this process. My dad was, you know, somebody that went to New York all the time. And anyways, he ended up accepting me just from the authenticity of my approach at it. And so moving out of that into my master's degree, the social media aspect of it or public relations aspect of it was how do you navigate creating relationships on this platform in one, a politically correct way two a way that's not going to get you in really hot water and three in a way that actually makes people not feel like you're creeping on them. <laughs> so um, it kind of all came to fruition 
through that program and my senior year really kicked that off. That's fantastic, which is probably a great segue into what you're doing today, right? And maybe maybe you intended that, maybe you didn't. This was not pre, we didn't practice this. But like you just said, that authenticity, that you know, what earned you that is probably what makes you uber successful at what you're now doing. Uh, so let's fast forward to your company. And, you know, you, you mentioned that you decided to start it because uh, the way I took what you said was you didn't really like the direction of the, the the company that you were working at. You didn't really like what they were doing and it was too expensive and they weren't, and the client, the customer wasn't getting anything that great, which probably made you think I could do this better. I could do it cheaper and I could be more successful at it. Is that what led you to to do the, the, the Berman Media PD and, and then, you know, how'd you get started? Yeah. So I, that's, you were spot on there, Jeff. Like that's exactly what it came down to. It was simply a matter of, I have the notoriety of working for somewhat of a big firm in in Southern California. So people are going to know the name. So if I tell them, Hey, you know, I decided to go out on my own and I'm blah, blah, blah. This is my qualifications. These are the clients I've done work with. I felt like I had a pretty good portfolio to be able to do it. And I literally went business to business to generate new clients of, of my own. And I charged a third of what they were having to pay to work for the company and I was all of a sudden within a few months making way more money than I was as a, you know, intern slash new employee of this company. And so I started to make mistakes and learn and make more mistakes and learn. And as I was able to go through that process, the ultimate end result that my clients were getting was a hundred times better. And they felt connected to me as the owner. They knew that I was invested in their success and that was really important, but how we ultimately got started was that, right? So I quit, decided to do it on my own. But then the real transition or transformation that really happened in my career happened in 2018 when the influencer space of social media totally took a dump, right? So people who were making money just posting and selling advertising on their platforms, that took a massive, massive dump in 2018. And so uh, at the time I was going through some stuff in my personal life, And I decided to take a flight and go to the UK for two weeks by myself and meet a business coach that I had connected with on Instagram and sat down with him in a coffee shop for seven days straight. And I talked to him about what I've been doing. You know, here's my numbers. Here's my statistics. Here's the people I like working with. Here's the people I don't like working with. And we had a full on mastermind week where we, you know, used a whiteboard or used like the easel, if you will, and markers and wrote the whole thing out, mind mapped everything and ultimately came down to where's my passion at. And I loved my real estate clients. I'm a huge Chip and Joanna Gaines fan. So I have like a heart for Texas and for real estate and for flipping and, and that farmhouse thing. So my coach said to me, he's like, when you get home and you land back in the States, you're going to fire every client that you have that's not in the real estate space. And at the time, you know, I was 24 or 25 and I was like, Oh my gosh, you're telling me you want me to like fire eight out of my 10 clients. Like, are you nuts? And he told me, he's like, this is the only way that you're going to get to where you want to be. So when I landed back in the States, I fired all of them and I niched down exclusively to working with real estate agents and loan officers. But I still have that picture too. I should get it framed um, of the, the paper or the poster board paper with all of our computers on it. And it was awesome. Well, absolutely, you should. So, yeah. you know, I have a question because you've mentioned it a couple of times now, where you aged yourself, um, and by aged I mean young. It's in most careers, age is a disadvantage. It's a handicap, 
And so what, how do you overcome that? Because I think a lot of clients, and, and I, I like to think, well, it's definitely not the case for me because I actually learn a lot of what I learned from my kids who are teenagers, uh, and now one's now 20. Uh, but I don't think most people think like I do. Like they think kind of old fashioned. They think experience matters. They think, you know, it's just the way it is. It's the corporate world. Like you notice most presidents of companies tend to be in their 50s probably, right? They worked their way on up. So how, how is that not a disadvantage for you when you are talking to clients? And, and by the way, for those of you listening, I know what you're thinking right now. Come on, Jeff, get, get on with it. Uh, but I want to learn, learn how she got to this point because I think it's very important to understand that as you then listen to what she does with her coaching platform, you now have some basis for who she really is, which I think brings you tighter to her. And for me, because I end up working with a lot of the people that I interview, it's important for me. So that's why I'm doing it. Um, so explain to me why or, or how you're overcoming what I would call a, a business handicap uh, of your age. Yeah. And, you know, I don't, that's not a question I've ever been asked before. And I think it's, it's an interesting one to try and articulate, I guess would be a good way of saying that. But for me, you know, I just turned 30 and I, I look at it as there's so many people and what social media has afforded us is so many new places to be able to create connection despite our age, right. Despite in general, the, I don't have the connections at the top of such and such company or so, because I've been here for 15 years. Right. So, but social media affords us the opportunity, like for you and I, Jeff, right. We got connected from somebody else who I got connected through or with through Instagram. And so, you know, how I combat it as far as results, you know, I don't look at it as I'm trying to sell myself on being smarter or having a better degree or having um, more high profile clients. I saw myself on one big thing, but really two things. Number one, the fact that I am going to be your teammate through the entire process. And number two, the fact that I have personally built my entire career around crushing it in the DMs on Instagram. So when I tell you, I can teach you how to do it. You're talking to someone who's built her entire business on the fact or on that exact action right? I didn't spend any money on advertising. I didn't spend any money on newspaper articles or blogs or, you know, getting on influencers pages. I did it 100% in my DMs by having and creating conversations just like I did in 2012 when I met Steven. Awesome. Awesome. So with that said, let's get into a little bit because I have some questions and I don't want to get ahead of myself because I want you to explain what it is you do. And then I'm just going to preface it by saying, I know that there's a lot of noise in this space now, especially, you know, somebody like me. And I think those companies can sniff people like me out who are clearly growth minded and take Instagram very seriously. And I literally get a DM a day, if not more than one of them trying to sell me something on why I should buy followers and, and you know, all that kind of stuff. So but before I get to that question, so now you have that that's coming. Explain to our audience what the Instagram power method is, what you teach, why your platform, which you know, because I asked you when we met, all right, come on, what makes you so different and so much better? Um, so so let's, let's have it. Yeah. So I love this question. And every single time I answer it, I try to do better at answering it than I did the, the time before. But I 100% in my heart believe that people are coming at marketing on Instagram from the half-ass backwards 
mindset or perspective of how they should be. And what do I mean by that? I mean that they're thinking of Instagram as this opportunity to post these perfect selfies, these perfectly branded photos, these perfectly edited and captioned videos, and trying to come at it from a perspective of of professionalism 100% of the time, instead of thinking like their ideal client or their ideal consumer and giving their ideal consumer what they actually want versus doing what they actually feel like they want to do, right? So it's the taking me out of the equation and thinking about you, right? And I know 100% Jeff that you feel the same way that it's not about me. It's about you and it's about my client and their results. So how can I show based off of my content that it's not about me and that it really is about you? And the number one way we can do that is through the type of content that we develop and produce on a monthly basis. Um, not just in the sense of, you know, here's this real, I know you guys listening can't see it, but here's this cute coffee cup with my Instagram power method logo on it, right? Here's me, me, me. Instead, it's how can I showcase results of somebody else and then encourage you to reach out so that I can move the needle based off of what you saw so-and-so go through. So, um, I don't know if you want me to stop before I get into the Instagram power method part, or do you want me to keep going there, Jeff? Yeah, keep firing away. Okay. So the Instagram Power Method program is a 75 video online course. It has 18 handouts and the course itself takes you on this very transformational journey, starting from really understanding who you are as an agent and what do you really specialize in and whether you've been in the industry for two weeks, two months, two years, 20 years, I don't care because if I meet you at a party or a networking event, and I say, oh, what do you do for a living? And your response is, oh, I'm a realtor. My response to you as a consumer is going to be cool. I know about 5,000 of them. Like what makes you different? And so that first four entire modules of my course walks you through this journey of transformation of, I know I'm an agent, but what do I really specialize in? What's my zone of genius? What do my testimonials say I'm really good at? and turning that into an identifiable target audience that you actually want to start reaching. Um, And once you really have that dialed in and you understand who your ideal client is, the third part of that is their pain points become your content. So I'll say that one more time, but their pain points, your ideal client or target audience, their pain points becomes your content. So it's not here's, let's talk about the 10 steps to the home buying process because they don't need that. They're not looking for that. They're looking for how can you as an agent transform their lives based on how you've done it for other people's lives, right? Everyone's number number one question most of the time when they hire anybody, whether it's a media company, a, you know, inspector, a realtor, a, even the termite guy that you hire to do your house, right? Is I want to read your reviews. I want to see other people that you've worked with in order for me to decide whether or not you're worth my money. Yeah, totally. So when somebody gets into your program or is interested or likes what you have to say, like what happens? Because like I mentioned earlier, a lot of the, the, there's different, there's a lot of different platforms and there's a lot of different perspectives and a lot of different wants and needs when it comes to social media. And I think there's one constant, most everybody, very few that don't understand and recognize that social media is, should be, and will be a powerful tool in their business if they take it serious. 
but most don't know what to do, where to start, what to create. Some want to hire somebody to do it for them, which in my opinion doesn't really work very well. It's not very authentic. It's just good filler content. Um, others want to do it, but they don't know what to do and they don't know where to get started. So how, how do you kind of fit into that arena where there's a lot of different uh, competitors and, and maybe, maybe describe your opinion on, like, I'm in the mortgage world and, and just off base. When I explain to people, there's different types of mortgage companies. There's a bank that's a depository. There's a lead shop that dials for dollars. And then there's a mortgage bank who just does mortgages, no deposits. That's all, that's all they focus on. How would you describe your space uh, to the world? I specialize in working with real estate agents and loan officers on this side note there, but I specialize in working with them, understand how to utilize Instagram as a platform to ditch their traditional and grassroots marketing methods. So what I mean by that is getting rid of the door knocking, getting rid of the Facebook ads that are generating you leads that take six months, eight months to close. And I do that by putting you through this transformational journey that starts with what we've already talked about. And the meat and potatoes of the program is tactical, right? Here's this assignment, print it out, do it, take action. That's how we move our needle the, the next way. Next time we go, the next module we get into, here's how to actually put a story up, even though most people know how to do that. But now once you have a story up, here's two or three high level tips and tricks, if you will, of how we can move and get our story followers way higher or story viewers, I should say, way higher. Now we're talking about reels, right? Which is this new thing. Um, and I just posted a video this morning about how if you're struggling with not being able to get music on your reels as a business account, I give you three things that you can do to move that. So while no matter what Instagram program you're part of, they, they should have and under or help, help you understand the inner workings of how to utilize the platform. That's not what my program is going to specialize in because I believe that that is such a small piece of the journey. What really, really matters is before you ever go live, now you are alive. Here's how to create your content calendar that actually makes you feel connected to the content you're putting out and not like you're just posting to post, right? Um, and then moving into the core development phase of creating content, utilizing Canva, using Adobe Photoshop or InDesign and creating content. And then you move into the next piece of it of where do I put it now? Once it's live, what do I do with it? And then number three, four at the end there is how do I actually start utilizing this content and creating conversations in a way that's going to create genuine leads. And the ultimate thing I say to everybody is I don't want you to generate a lead that is going to take forever one to close and two, that's going to be really hard to sell. So one or for you to sell them on you, I should say. But so what I tell everybody is I want you to be able to utilize leads or utilize Instagram to generate leads that are on fire for you. No selling required, right? So unlike Zillow back in the day, right? Where you had to monopolize the zip code um, or spend an astronomical amount of money to just be the face attached to all those listings. But everybody, any realtor I've ever talked to, even if they've had success on Zillow or with Zillow or with Facebook ads, they tell me the exact same thing every single time. It is so hard to close them. They're very, very, I don't want to say needy, that's the wrong word, but they're just not an easy client, right? And at the end of the day, there, there needs to be an agent that can work with those types of people. But for those of you guys who are ahead of that in your career, or maybe that's behind you, right? And we want to work with more qualified people that actually are really excited to work with you, then there shouldn't be any selling required in that process. 
Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with you. And I'm going to break that down for our, our listener just a little bit better um, or easier to understand because I'm dumb. And so I have to do this for myself. So there's top of funnel, middle of funnel, bottom of funnel, and top of funnel is like a very cold lead. And then the bottom funnel, of course, is much is, is very warm. Um, in my opinion, most lead platforms are not even top of funnel. They're like higher than top of funnel. They just suck, right? And especially when it comes to social media, you have to realize that nobody's op opening up the Instagram app or the Facebook app or the YouTube app to say, hmm, I'm going to go search for real estate today. No, that's not what they do. They're going there for mindless content, or they're going there to watch videos, or they're going there to see what their cousins are doing, or their friends are doing, and they're going there to just kill time, right? And they stumble upon your stuff, or they engage and like your content and stay engaged with it in perpetuity to where at when that time when the need arises you're the first person they think about right so i assume and, and i don't I'm, I'm that's to me that's what you just described but i just dumbed it down to make it very simplistic um that's the purpose of what you do on instagram so for any consumer sitting there saying to themselves and i know there's somebody out there saying it I don't want to do it. I just want to hire you to do it for me. What's your attitude or your response to that? Because I can tell you guys, um, and most of you know me, that doesn't work very well. Um, and so, but I want you to hear that from a quote unquote professional, because I'm not, I'm just a proclaimed expert and that's all I yeah. get. Um, so a couple of things. Number one, if, I, if you're okay with this, Jeff, I'm going to dissect a piece of what oh. you just said, which is, we don't go to Instagram necessarily looking for a real estate agent. We go there because we are looking for, as you said, mindless content and we happen to stumble across you. So there's really two pieces to that. Number one, I would disagree with you very slightly on part number one, only because I recently got married and as a female, right, I went to the platform, looked for my wedding venue, looked for the dress, you know, looked for all of the bridal studios. I was looking for the girl who could do my hair. I was looking for the girl who could do my lashes, like all that stuff. We go to Instagram to find those people, right? Especially when we're planning something, right? Whether it's a life event, like a wedding, whether it's, um, you know, I'm going on a trip somewhere and I want to look on Instagram to see what kind of places people are going or what kind of cool areas I should hike, right? I'm a big outdoor person and my husband and I love Flagstaff, um, but we're actually going to Moab in December for like a little mini honeymoon since we can't go to Australia thanks to quarantine life. So what I did was I went on Instagram and I looked up Moab and I looked up what people were doing and where people were visiting there. And then I found an Airbnb around that. Right. So that is something to keep in the back of your mind. Now, the second piece so of that. Can I, can I, before you go into that second piece, because I don't use the platforms like probably the traditional user does. So I am literally ignorant to this. When you say you go there to search for that stuff, my mind takes, like, if you said, um, you know, or my wife came to me and said, we got to find a photographer for whatever. My first thought's Google. I'm going to Google. Mm -hmm. uh, but what you're telling me is, and this is important for our listeners to, to understand is the mind of, especially the younger generation is different than the mind of the, maybe the 40 year old. Uh, you guys are going to Instagram and using it as a damn search engine. So you're yeah. just going to the little search tool, typing in keywords and seeing what pops up. Is that what you're doing? We're looking up hashtags, right? I got married in Flagstaff, or we're having our official wedding in Flagstaff in May because we weren't allowed to do it during this year. So we got married at the courthouse, but when I was looking up our actual venue that we wanted to find um, and get married at ultimately, I literally went on Instagram, hashtag Flagstaff weddings, 
and looked through all the content. Tons of brides that had gotten married there. And I clicked on the areas. I clicked on the actual Instagram pages, looked at pictures that they had posted and said, that fits or aligns with what my husband and I are looking for. And when we found the one we actually ended up putting our deposit in and, and getting, it was on Instagram. I screenshotted it. I texted it to my now husband and I said, babe, out of all the ones we've looked at, this is it. I've never seen it in real life. I had never even seen another person get married there. I had no pictures of it other than what the venue looked like in a still image. I Googled them after I found them on Instagram, looked up the venue on their website and they had, you know, an entire tab of brides and videos and people that had put their, uh, you know, three minute wedding clip, if you will, and decided I've never still never seen this in real life. I called them, sent them an email, said, Hey, I'm putting my deposit in and this is the date we want. We then went and saw it after the fact. Um, and it was even better in real life, but it all started on the platform. Same thing with the girl that, you know, ended up doing my hair, all of it. This is, fa- this is fascinating. And this goes back to what I said in the very beginning. And I didn't even know this was going to, this was coming. Cause I just learned something. Uh, is that it not only is it the future of social media, it is the now. And this is the thing, folks. You know, I, I would venture to say, unless you're in the younger generation, like your 20s or younger, and even a lot of them are, are old souls, right? You don't even, this is the kind of stuff you need to know because this is, this is, that's the future I'm talking about. It's the now. Like, y- you've got to get out of your own way because odds are, I consider myself way more social media savvy than anybody my age, uh, truthfully, and I just learned something. That tells you something about where it's going and, and why you need to stay so hip and why this sort of thing is so integral important to your business versus traditional real estate coaching versus traditional real estate methods because gosh darn it, if, if I you know if you think like that, like people are going to search for these things, Man, think about how that relates to real estate, which is a perfect segue for you to tell us how it relates. You just explained how it worked for a wedding. How does it then work for real estate? Yep. So this is one of my favorite things to talk about. And it's, I, I'm, Jeff, you and I laughed before we started how we get hot when we talk a lot, right? But I just get really excited when I get to talk about this part, because this is one of the things that I absolutely specialize in. And this is for all of you guys listening, please take a piece of paper out, get a pen out, like take notes on this, because this is one thing that you guys will, you need to hear, right? You just need to hear this. When you're using Instagram for real estate specifically, one of the things I talked about in the beginning was identifying your target audience. Now, once you've identified your target audience, when you're working in that space, I need you guys to think about it as where do my ideal clients live on social media? And I'll say that one more time in like a different way. Where do my clients search or where do they spend all of their mindless scrolling on Instagram? And how can I live there so that I can fish them out, right? And here's how this really happened. So I I recorded a video and did it on my business Facebook page not long ago, but the difference on or difference of hashtags to use for content and hashtags to use for engagement, totally different. Now, hashtags we use on our content are going to be the ones that we're going to use to be found and to, you know, have somebody come across us when they're searching real estate agent, right? The second type is hashtags for engagement. Now, this is a total 180 mindset shift. Hashtags you do your engagement on are hashtags that those people are aimlessly scrolling in, 
right? And the best example I can give you is if you're into like motocross or if you're into golf um, or if you're into whatever it is, then you can say, if I live in those spaces, then I know I can generate business out of that space, right? Because my husband and I go camping all the time or I'm really into golf or I'm really into bowling or like whatever. So I know I can create connection there. Then you as the person trying to generate business off the platform need to be engaging in that space as much as possible, not in realtor tags, mortgage tags, first time home buyer tags, new home buyer, all of that stuff. Because what will happen is you're just going to generate nothing but other real estate agents following you. Wow. Okay. And that's, that's, that's critical folks. I mean, you, you heard exactly what she just said there and this is the kind of stuff that you, I, I assume that you're teaching in your platform. Can I assume that correctly? 100%. And it's, again, it's every single person that's using this platform is using it for a different purpose, even if they're in the real estate space, right? Because one of the best examples, I just was on a coaching call earlier. She actually is a former flight attendant that turned real estate agent. And she was asking me, how do I generate more business off this platform? from flight attendants because I have so many girlfriends that are still flight attendants and you know with COVID a lot of them are losing their jobs so they've been reaching out to me asking about you know how can how can they get into real estate or how can they buy a house or how can they do all this she's having so many conversations in this flight attendant space Um, and so when it comes to that I have two full modules about you and how to identify who that person is for you and then one step further is the brain dump exercise. That's a brand new part of my course, actually, where you would put all of the hashtags that you would ever think of using to either search yourself or use as an attraction method. And then you assign it to a set. Each one of those sets is what you then turn and use on your actual content over time. That's fascinating. And, and if, if you want to really know the talent that Michelle has, she can sit here and podcast with me while also answering her door to get a cord to plug in her 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 laptop, to, and, and you didn't even know it unless you were watching. So, uh, very very impressive, Michelle. You you have many talents. Uh, okay, so 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 let's let's talk real quick about who your perfect client is. Um, because I think a lot of people just make an assumption and they probably think to themselves, well, this is probably not for me. So tell our audience who is the right customer, who is someone who could use your platform? So my ideal client, my perfect world best student is going to be somebody who understands the power of the platform and is already bought into the fact that they need to have it but they're not sure on, as you said earlier, Jeff, where do I start, right? I have all these ideas. I want to do this, Michelle. I mean, you know, I really think I can do this. And I'm already doing a lot of videos with my new homeowners when they, I hand them their keys. And I'm already really good at, you know, taking pictures occasionally when I go out to closings. And I, you know, the best one I heard the other day was somebody who lives here in Phoenix. And he's like, I do all of these videos every week where I go to a local business in downtown Phoenix and I like spotlight them and I put them on my Instagram. And I was like, oh my gosh, like you have such a huge opportunity to connect with small business owners if you actually knew how to do that um, and how to be intentional when you're putting content out like that. So at the end of the day, my ideal client is somebody who has already bought into the fact that they need to do it, but they really want accountability. They need someone to conceptualize the strategy and allow them to put it into play in a way that one feels authentic to them and doesn't feel overly branded, I guess would be a good way of saying that. 
in the sense of where it's like too commercially, right? I don't want to, I don't want that to happen. And I don't also don't want people to not reach out if they are like, well, I'm terrible at taking pictures and I don't remember. Or I don't ever think about doing that because there's so many ways you can go about fixing that problem. One of which, you know, I tell people set a timer on your phone and every hour, or every two hours throughout your day, your timer is going to go off wherever you're physically sitting at that time or whatever you're doing during that 30 seconds where your timer is going off, take a picture of it. If you're in Starbucks having a cup of coffee, take a picture of it, use it in your stories, repurpose it and put it on your feed um, and put it in your email, right? If you have a weekly drip that you send out to your CRM. Interesting. Interesting. This is fascinating because, you know, I, I asked you the question in the beginning about how, you know, age is not a business handicap. And I think anybody who is stuck with this is your target audience, because if they're not your target audience, they left because they think this is not interesting. And you know what, frankly, for those of you that are still listening, more power to you because people that have that kind of a closed mindset are going to fizzle themselves out of the business or, they're going to be the ones that continue to complain about how they hate their job because they're constantly chasing business. Whereas if you employ these strategies, and again, I use myself as an example all the time when it comes to social media, our businesses has 4X'd in the last 12 months as a result of what I've done on social media. And I'm just doing it by trial and error. I'm just being very authentic and it's working. I haven't even stopped to take courses like this to actually learn the intricacies uh, behind it. Uh, and I'm learning things as we're sitting here talking about it. And I'm looking at your website right now, um, which or, or the, the your Kajabi website, where it talks about the various uh, modules and whatnot. And and I I think just looking at module number one, for example, like I don't think most real estate agents have really stopped to sit down and niche down on who their target audience is. Because I think most of them, if I asked them that question, they would stumble and say, well, you know, anybody buying or selling a house, of course. They're afraid to. They're afraid to. Why, why, why do you say that? They're 100% because they feel like they're going to, like people aren't going to reach out to them if they do, right? So they're like, oh, well, if I say I specialize in working with veterans, what about like the first time home buyer whose kids or who's like daughter just graduated from college and wants to buy a house, but they bought with me five years ago, you know, are they going to go to my social media and see that I only work with veterans and then not want to reach out to me? Like I literally have this conversation almost every day. And I tell people 100% not what it is going to do though, is that it's going to generate leads that are more on fire for working for or with you. Right. But it will never stop people from reaching out to you. Perfect example. And, and I'm, I'm living that is I get, insurance brokers. I get title reps that reach out all the time. I even had a hair salon that reached out to me and she's like, I know you specialize in real estate, but I just started like a tiered networking program. I'm also a hairstylist. So I have these two different Instagrams. Do you recommend I keep both of them? Like those kinds of conversations. And even though my profile says I'm a real estate and loan officer expert, it will never stop people from reaching out to you. If, and again, if they feel connected to you, if they feel like you have something that they need and that you can offer to them in a very authentic way. That's fascinating. And and I think that probably can, like you just said, you're having this conversation every day that can resonate with everybody. And and that's just module one. And so give give our audience kind of a, a 30,000 foot view of what they would gain uh, from your platform. So the course itself is going to, as I said a little bit earlier, is going to take you on this journey of really niching down and figuring out 
how to create content that speaks directly to your target audience. It's going to teach you the branding aspect, how to make the templates, how to create the visually aesthetic feed that you're really after. And a lot of people will be like, your aesthetically pleasing feed doesn't really matter. And while it doesn't in all aspects, it does matter, right? If somebody comes across and Jeff, I know you've seen my Instagram, but if somebody comes across my Instagram, I want them to be like, dang, she is somebody that I want to work with. And then they're going through the wormhole of consuming all my content. And it's because it's strategically laid out. So it creates this authoritative presence. So you guys are going to get all of that. I have a ton of handouts and a ton of like downloadable PDFs and things throughout that center portion of the course. Then the last meaty meaty part of it really is all of your leads. So how do you actually create leads? How do you actually start conversations? I'm going to put you through a ton of homework assignments in there. There is an engagement tracker. That's a Google sheet that's built into there. So you're going to be able to track your analytics and any CEO, and you guys theoretically all real estate agents, right? You're really CEOs of your own business. If you really think about it, if you don't know your numbers, you will never be successful. If you don't track your weekly output and it, or and your input and your output, the numbers are not going to be there. And at the end of the day, as much as I hate to say this, numbers don't lie, right? So if you're not doing your engagement, you're not creating conversations, you're not posting stories, you're not doing the things that you need to do, those numbers will be reflected. So I actually walk you guys through that tracker. It's a Google sheet that I get to see if, if you guys want to share it with me um, as you're going through it. And then we have coaching that's associated to the course. So if you are in the program and you want the accountability of connecting with my team, and I have a team of girls that run those coaching calls for me, you can have the accountability as, as you're going through the modules of, hey, I'm stuck on this, or hey, I'm stuck on value series, or hey, I, I still don't understand which hashtag I should use and which one I shouldn't, right? That kind of stuff. And the cool thing is I have students all across the world for the most part. So uh, not, I shouldn't say world, a country and Canada. Um, so you're going to get a lot of people that you can connect with. There's a ton of, you know, networking and referral opportunities, which at the end of the day, for me, that's probably the coolest part of this whole thing is that I've been able to connect so many people with other people. And it gives me goosebumps when I talk about it, but every day, if I can just change one person's life, even in the smallest way through this course, I can go to sleep at night knowing I did something good. 100%. Um, I'm, I'm going to quote your most recent quote, uh, because again, I'm looking at your, at your feed. Um, a DM convo, a direct message conversation is like a fart. If you have to force it, it's probably shit. I love that. Did, did, did you hear what I just said? I, I'm sure you did. Rewind if you didn't. I'm not going to repeat it because I feel dirty saying those words on the podcast, but I loved it. It was that's hilarious, but so true. And I think the same could be said for social media content. You know, it's like it's being forced by so many people. And that's why it, it then is perceived as crap uh, because mm -hmm. you're forcing it. And it's, it's, it's not very intentional and it's not very authentic. And you're just cramming it home, which is why I loved this topic today because A, I'm living, breathing proof of what social media could do for your business. And B, the absolute importance of embracing social media and making it a big part of your business strategy going forward. It's, it's the same conversation we have about TikTok all the time. And most just don't get it. Like they just want to scoff it off. Two years from now, they'll all be doing it. And they'll be like, damn it, I should have listened to that guy two years ago and embraced it when, when I should have. And, and really, truthfully, the same applies to Instagram right now, except it's way more advanced than a TikTok. But real estate agents, 
most are not using it at the level that they could be using it. And if you have that foresight to say, I'm going all in, I'm going to listen to this damn Jeff guy because he keeps cramming it down my throat. This is the exact type of platform and why we have people like Michelle on the podcast because we're, we are passionate about it. We love it. We believe in it. Lab Code Agents, biggest real estate social media group on the planet. You know, and, and it's the power of it is so is so massive. And we believe in what Michelle is doing. We've appreciated you being on today. So so in summary, give give our audience just, you know, what would be like the most important tip? If somebody comes to you and said, Listen, I'm not buying what you're selling, but what's the best advice you can give me? All right, I will say it this way. Number one, two things. Number one, if you do not trust yourself to niche down you don't trust yourself to be good enough to sell real estate, period, right? You should have the confidence in yourself to say, I'm really good at what I do, that I can niche down and I know in full faith that it's gonna make me more successful. So that's number one. Number two is identify who your people are and where your leads come from in general, right? If you look at your last 10, last 15 transactions and you're saying, you know what, weird, like they've all been friends of mine from like the CrossFit gym that I go to, or they've all been from Orange Theory where my wife goes all the time, like or where I go or whatever, then you need to lean into that. Start engaging on things that are relevant to whatever that place is that the leads are coming from. If you're a golfer and you golf every Sunday and you're part of a country club and you meet a lot of gentlemen and have a bunch of whiskeys at lunch and you get a lot of business out of that, then start following a bunch of other country clubs, start following and consuming a bunch of golf hashtags, start talking to people about golf and make sure that you're putting on your own individual page, pictures of you golfing, pictures of you at the country club, pictures of you living that experience that that lead would need to feel connected with you through. And then start tapping. I love it. It's actually so much easier than so many people realize, but yet also so much more complicated than they have any clue. And I think your platform uh, describes it that way. So if somebody wants to find you, they want to go see what I'm looking at um, and they want to learn more. How do they get a hold of you? Where can they go find more, more information? Give it, give it to us. So number one, best, easiest, fastest, most effective way is Instagram for me. So if you guys DM me on Instagram, my Instagram handle is Berman Media Social. And I'm sure that uh, Jeffy can put them in, put that in the show notes for people just in case they spell my last name wrong. We will. Uh, so Instagram, Berman Media Social, email me at michelle at bermanmediapd.com. Um, and then my website is just bermanmediapd.com. Uh, make sure you type it in and use Chrome, not Safari for whatever reason. Cookies on Safari hates my website. Who knows why? But do it on Chrome. Make sure you just type in BermanMediaPD.com and it should come up. Um, but ju- or I'll, yeah, I'll just email you the direct URL if I need to just to make sure. But So the Berman Media PD. So that's important. Don't forget the PD, Palm Desert. Don't forget that. That takes you to the page. That, 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 that is your Kajabi page, correct? That's, the, Which, that's where it's going to break down everything. It's going to yep. tell you guys a little bit more about me. It's going to break down the modules. It's going to give you the payment options, all of it. I love it. And there is a ton of information on this page, by the way, folks. Uh, I used it as a way of kind of crash coursing before we did this, and it gave me far more than enough. I, Michelle, I think this is uh, insanely impactful. This is insanely important for 
real estate agents, real estate professionals, because actually mortgage too, but let's be honest, mortgage is a little bit further behind real estate, generally speaking. They're way further behind. Everybody is. That's why I'm that unicorn in a real estate world right now. And that's probably why I'm having success and why I cannot preach it enough. And I'm telling people, I'm not trying to keep it a secret. Like, this is why I'm growing so fast. This is why we're growing. And, and I'm even, I'm just doing it clunky in a clunky way. And um, imagine if you take this stuff so seriously, you invest in your business, you invest in your social media presence. I'm telling you, two to five years from now, boy, your life is going to change. Uh, and, and I can tell you how it's going to look, but you've got to put the time and the effort and the consistency and invest in yourself to make it happen. And I know Michelle can say the same thing because when we talked last week, you were telling me how your business is just exploding right now. And um, I, it, duh, I mean, you teach it, right? You, you, I'm not surprised at all that you said that. And this is coming, folks from somebody from, I know a lot of your, a lot of our listeners, some of them are closer to my age, forties and and much older. And, um, you know, this is, I make no secrets about it. My secret weapon are my kids. And I tell people all the time, we need to learn from the younger generations. And Michelle, you, I'm not old enough to be your dad, at least, thank God. But, you know, the, the truth is you are eloquent. You're super intelligent. You know exactly what you're talking about. You taught me some things today. I guarantee you taught our audience something we're going to have to talk more often, I think. I can't wait. Let's do it. Good stuff. I appreciate you. So again, it was, give the website one more time, BermanMediaPD.com, correct? Yes, you beat me. And I, I'm going to bring us full circle to that, your question about me being 30, right? Or me being young, right? And creating this brand of, of being an authority in the space. And hopefully those of you guys who stuck it out with Jeff and I to the end of this can recognize that it has nothing to do with your age. It has everything to do with studying your craft and being an expert in your craft. And this is my passion. This is what I live, breathe, eat, sleep every single day. My husband laughs all the time. He doesn't even have an Instagram on purpose because he says that our house has enough Instagram like (laughs) for 15 houses. But it's funny because it's true, right? This is just, this is my heart. And at the end of the day, I personally experienced the changes of leaning into it all the way and trusting the platform and the process. And I'm living, breathing proof of the result. If you guys do it for yourself, Jeff, obviously has experienced the exact same thing. I love it. I love it. This has been great. Thank you so much. And uh, I look forward to continuing to uh, hopefully continue the, the a friendship that we're now building. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks, Jeff, for having me. Thank you. Today's episode is brought to you by Chime. Chime offers an award-winning sales acceleration platform built for the real estate industry. Powered by artificial intelligence, Chime delivers the data insights agents and teams need to make the most out of the leads they already have and to get to a close faster. Through an expanding partner network, Chime's easy-to-use conversion platform also delivers quality sales-ready leads from the get-go. It eliminates time-consuming manual tasks and helps agents focus on what matters most, building their network, servicing clients, and growing the bottom line. To learn more about how Chime can help you, visit www.chime.me or call 833-682-4463. Agents Podcasts.